Hello and welcome to the 26th episode of Fresh Off the Reel. My name is Lib. And uh, my name is Pat the Hedgehog. I think I made that exact same joke in the other Sonic episode. Yeah, I'll be Lib the human. <laughs> You'll be Lib the human. I'll be, I'll be Pat the, the echidna. I'll be Pat the echidna this time. I'm, I'm Lib the guy who hasn't played a Sonic game in like 15 years. I'll, I'll be Pat the guy who played Sonic Mania like two nights ago. <laughs> <laughs> this week we watched Sonic 2, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. The movie, the game, the movie. The series, the franchise. On the Sega consoles that that don't exist anymore. <laughs> they, they those those died. They're dead. Much like uh a thing that I'll talk about later. Uh okay. <laughs> so full full disclosure here. Like I said before, like two seconds ago, I haven't played a Sonic game in 15 years and this movie is about the games right there's a lot of references this is a very fan service game movie that i did i didn't pick up on any of it i got one reference one when he blows the when he sucks in the bubble that's the one reference i got yeah this this movie is like so i don't want to call because i okay so this this dude i follow Describe this movie as, uh, this is a Sonic movie. And it sounds, that's, that statement sounds kind of dumb. But, like, yeah, this is a Sonic movie. I think more than the first one. Whereas the first one was more of a generic kids movie that Sonic happens to be in. Until, like, the last act. This one feels more like a Sonic story. Like, I could see, like, a game based on this story. And I, I wouldn't really bat an eye. Aside from, like, the, the subplot with... With Maddie's sister's wedding, you know? I can't remember the character's name, so she's just Maddie's sister. But yeah, aside from, like, that weird subplot, the rest of the movie kind of feels just like a Sonic game. Which, uh, like I said in the Sonic 1 review, is what I wanted. I'm okay with just, like, kids' movies. Like, I'm fine with that. And, and this is still a kids' movie. I don't want to pretend like this isn't still, at its heart, a kids' movie. But this one is, is more of a Sonic movie, and that makes me, that makes me happy as a fan. Uh, there's a lot for fans to enjoy here. I think if you're into the series to any capacity, you'll you'll find some reference here that you'll that you'll get a kick out of. It, it does a Sonic story well, I'd say, better than a lot of the games have been in a lot a long time. The characterization here, aside from one who we'll, we'll talk about when we get there, is top notch in my opinion. Anyway, uh, Lib seems to disagree with me about with me about one, but uh, we'll talk about that when we get there too. Yeah, I'd say if you're a Sonic fan, this is a great time. If you just want a sit-down movie to watch with the family, this is this is fine. I, I it's a lot of fun, and sometimes a fun movie is all it needs to be, right? I'd like to uh, I'd like to put out a commission. This is fake. I'm not actually doing this. I'd like to put out a commission out there. Okay, can somebody please make a children's movie that doesn't have a fart joke? Please, just one. It's, it's never gonna happen. Can somebody please make a children's movie without a fart joke? It's possible. Can I add on to that? Can we stop putting flossing in these movies? Yeah, like... can we stop putting flossing in kids' movies? Please. I was gonna give it ha I was gonna give it three and a half, but I gave it three because I remembered the floss scene. Yeah, so let let give it a three, which that's the same score you gave the first one, right? It's the exact same score I gave the first. I I feel. I feel both movies are on par. Like the, I can't decide which one I prefer. I think this one's better. Like, like in basically every way except for like CGI. I gave it a three and a half when I walked out of the theater for the first time. Because I've, I've seen it twice. When I first walked out of the theater, I, I gave it like a, I gave it a four. 
but my enjoyment scale, like watching the movie as a fan, is like a five. But now that I've seen it again and I've had some time to like uh, really think about it and, and let it digest, um, I, I'm giving it a three and a half, which is slightly higher than the first movie. I think the first movie has a three right now on my letterbox, and this one has three and a half. I would check, but I don't want to. Uh, I mean, I could, I could check. Uh, you have it at three. Okay, so I have three and three and a half. There, there you, you go. go. Let's just get into it. Let's talk cinema. Say I stole your bit. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, I. I was gonna say I'll steal your bit, but I can't because your bit already happened at the beginning. Yeah, my my bit's at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> I hate you. Yeah, but you know, Pat. Pat. Uh, Pat hates me right now. Uh, we'll talk about I it do. on I'm backlog. I'm actually, yeah, I'm kind of mad at him. Like, I'm actually like, a little bit upset. <laughs> we'll talk about it on backlog. But we had a conversation at like 2 a.m. or 1 a.m. this morning. At the time of recording, I was getting over. I was getting home from drinking, <laughs> and I was like, like, I was not happy. Pat, like, I, I, I still can't tell if you were actually angry. No, no, I wasn't. I wasn't okay. actually mad. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't actually mad. Uh, there's actually some stuff we talked about that I like. I agree with you on. Okay, <laughs> we'll then save you... it. We'll save. We'll save it for backlog. And we'll save it for backlog because something was recommended to me two weeks ago, and I finally watched it last night. <laughs> uh, but anyways, all right. Sonic the Hedgehog two. I'll read the plot synopsis since Pat stole my bit. So this movie came out this year. Uh, directed by Jeff Fowler, the guy who directed the last Sonic movie, and that is only directing Sonic movies. Oh, and the Pink Panther movie. We talked about this uh, in our Sonic episode. Make sure, uh, before you watch this episode, actually, to go watch our first uh, Sonic episode, because you'll get a lot of context. Another thing, just before you read the synopsis, because I think this is the first movie we're covering, like, super immediately after release. Like, at the time of recording, it released, like, two days ago. Oh, right, right, um, yep. so yeah. Uh, there will be spoilers. We're going to be talking a lot about the f- both movies. So if you haven't seen them, go watch them. If you haven't seen a Sonic 1 review, go see that. Yeah, Lib, you could steal my bit now. Yeah, also, I, I forgot to put, I forgot to say something at the beginning, but if I sound different, it's because I'm kind of sick right now. So there you go. <laughs> if I sound a bit nasally. So here we go. Sonic the Hedgehog 2, welcome to the next level. This is from Letterboxd. After settling in Green Hills... Sonic is eager to prove that he has what it takes to become a true hero. His test comes when Dr. Robotnik returns, this time with a new partner, Knuckles, in search for an emerald that has the power to destroy civilizations. Sonic teams up with his own sidekick, Tails, and together they embark on a globetrotting journey to find the emerald before it falls into the wrong hands. Did he s- It actually said his own sidekick. Why does it say own? What? Because <laughs> Knuckles, because Eggman got a sidekick, so Tails got his own sidekick. Yeah, I, I guess I don't know. Sonic got his own sidekick. Yeah, that, that's that's what happens in the movie. That's that's literally literally. It's a look. It's a Sonic story. These things aren't too complex. That's not a fucking synopsis. That's a description. That's the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, these Sonic stories aren't too complex. Uh, it's straight to the point. What happens in this movie is pretty is pretty to the point, and it's fun. It's a it's a fun little a fun little journey for for the family to enjoy. I laughed uh, a few times. I, I think I think I laughed more at the first movie. I laughed more at this movie, but I also cringed more in this movie. Yeah, I cr- I cringed a lot in this movie. Like there there were there were many moments. Like again, please stop putting flossing in these movies. Please, just stop. Uh, second, th- there's this scene where like, cause Sonic has to like sneak out to be Blue Justice, you know, so he could be Batman for a bit. They do that thing. Where they play the recording 
with a fake doll of Sonic and that's where the farting jokes happen and it happens for way too long and that scene could have been yeah. cut out. Please cut it out. <laughs> I think I think in general that a lot of the, the jokes that didn't land for me in this movie were jokes that went on for too long. Because like the jokes that I did laugh at and I did laugh quite a bit. They were they were like quick. No, they, they, but then the ones that I don't like, they all overstayed their welcome. That's why the joke didn't land. It's because they were too long and I wanted to move on. Although I have to say about that scene where, where with the fake the fake Sonic doll, uh, the doll was based off Sonic, so it gets a, it gets an okay, it gets a pass for me. I didn't even know that. I didn't notice that. Yeah, it's Sonic. <laughs> it's Sonic. Okay. Yeah. Sonic got to go fast. It, it, if I could just mute the audio for that clip and just look at Sonic, it'd be funnier. But yeah, that's Sonic. Oh, uh, my my favorite running gag in this movie is is a continuation from the last movie where agent stone just has a big boy crush on on the dr robotnik i love that oh yeah i just love agent stone in this in both movies he's, he's such a fun character I, they, right right away when the movie starts because we we start with uh robotnik and the mushroom planet which is exactly where the last movie ended like he finds a rock and he's like i named the rock stone it's just that like that that's just such a not joke that it was too funny like i i yeah, laughed at I, I laughed at how unfunny that joke was i i laughed but i also like that like it's he put like facial hair on the rock <laughs> like yeah. like over time like he didn't like, he didn't just give it a beard immediately he gave it a beard that got like thicker over time <laughs> and i thought it was and i thought that was just really funny yeah <laughs> i i honestly i like the whole mushroom planet bit at the beginning in general i think jim carrey in this movie, is a lot more hit or miss than he is in the first one. In this movie, he's like, a lot more like a typical Jim Carrey character. Yeah, and I, and he doesn't work as like as often as he does in the first one for me. But um, when when he does like hit the landing, he does it really well. It's Jim Carrey in his in his prime, basically. And, and I like the beginning. Like him at the Mushroom Planet it was just really fun. And then and then later he drinks a latte. He's like, hmm, could use some mushroom. <laughs> yeah, and then like. Stone's reaction is just really funny. Yeah. <laughs> There's a few things that come up in this movie that kind of like... The big plot point in the first movie was the rings, right? You know, you throw the ring, go in a different world, whatever. But in this movie, Sonic just like wastes his rings. Well, the, the thing is, in, in the first movie, he needed the rings to leave, right? That was the, that was the, the big plot point. It was because he needed to, like, escape Earth and take a ring to another planet. It's not that he didn't have enough rings. It's just, like, all his rings were gone and he needed one. But in this one, like, he's staying on Earth so he could just, like, fuck around with the rings. And I'm sure eventually, like, he'll be able to get more rings. Like, Tails and Knuckles both have their own, like, stash, I guess. So, like, I, I, don't, I don't see the rings being super important anymore. Like, they're just going to be used for, for jokes or whatever. Or to get around quite faster. Like, Sonic loses his rings in this one. All of them. Like, they're just gone. He doesn't have any more. Yeah, it's like, I'm, like, it's like I'm, I'm sure we're not gonna... They're, they're not gonna be as important going forward. Right. I mean, the, the, the rings, uh... They were a weird plot point to begin with. Well, yeah, I mean, they, they go from being a MacGuffin to just being an, a tool. And now I'm... Whatever, I'm okay with it. The CG looked fine on the on the rings, I think. Like, with, like the portals there. Okay, yeah, let's talk about the CG. Okay, so the, the CG's somehow worse... Than I, I, okay. the first movie, the models, the models look better, and when when the CGI looks good, it looks better than the first movie. But this one is a lot more inconsistent than the first movie in terms of CGI. I, I think the way Sonic interacts with the environment in in 
scenes where he's not running looks like weird. Yeah, we we praised the uh, the last movie for having surprisingly good CGI, especially when you know Sonic is running and like the the effect it has on his surroundings. That that same thing is in this movie, but there's a lot of slower scenes where like he's interacting with like cloth stuff with you know like wavy physics and in the movie it looks weird it it looks out of place there every time a human touches sonic it doesn't look right it's weird and, and it's a shame because like like we were both saying when it's high action it looks great but it, it's when things start to slow down or things look awkward like there's a scene near the end of the movie where sonic like climbs a tree to taunt eggman who's in like his big robot and and it just doesn't look good <laughs> Like, the tree doesn't look good. Sonic, like, the way he's standing on the tree, like, looks weird. And I don't know why, <laughs> like, things happen the way they do in this movie in terms of CGI. Yeah, speaking of the, the big robot also, like, its movement was very stiff. But, like, yeah, it's a robot. It makes sense. Well, it's, it's also stiff because it's huge. Yeah, it's a huge right? it's robot. Like, I think the death, the death Egg robot looks great in this movie, personally. I think it looks really good. What's it called? Death Egg Robot. Death, death Egg? <laughs> okay, it's in the games. It's called the Death Egg Robot. It doesn't have a name in the movie. <laughs> but it's based off the Death Egg Robot in the game. Because in the games, Eggman creates the Death Star. Cool. Literally, just the, it's just the Death Star. <laughs> and, he calls it, and he calls it the Death Egg. Wow. And then you fight this boss on the Death Egg. <laughs> so it's the Death Egg Robot. Oh, actually, my... my uh... My favorite little reference in this movie comes from a scene where he's in, I, I guess I'll call it the death egg now, because <laughs> scene when he's in the death egg and Agent Stone pulls out the manual and it's the cover for a Sega Genesis game. <laughs> I was so good. I loved it. I, I, loved, I, it. I loved that. I loved that. that I, I was like, I pointed at the screen. I was like, <laughs> I know what that is. Yeah, like if you're, if you're a fan of like just gaming or like Sonic games or retro Genesis stuff. This is a lot of this is a lot of stuff for you. There's the whole thing that Sonic can't swim, and it's like, yeah, okay, because he can't breathe underwater. But he he sinks. Like when he's in the water, he sinks down the bottom, like in the games. He sinks just like the games. Like it's fun. And then he sucks up an air bubble. And it, it's like a cool detail. Like he uses a rock to to like get down at first, but then like once he's on the ground, he can't get up anymore. Like it's it's fun. Like it's little like video game things like that that make this this movie just fun. Actually, we, we did, like we could talk about that briefly. I think this is the best video game movie. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, for sure. This is the best video game movie I've ever seen. Like, I, I've I've seen a few, not a lot. The, the out of the few I've seen, this is the best one. Yeah, I think like like this one. Like I I thought Sonic One was the best one. Now I think this one's better. So Sonic Two gets that crown. Not that it's a very high bar, but uh, yeah. I, I think uh, it should go without saying that we both think this is the best. In our uh, Sonic episode, we talked about how every video game movie has to like surpass Sonic if they want to be considered a good video game movie, because all of them are terrible, pretty much. What, unless unless we're going with anime, because anime they get it right because they know their source material. We're speaking specifically like live action video game adaptations. Live action video game adaptations. Do you think the people who made the Tomb Raider movie actually played Tomb Raider? No. And that movie came no. out when Lara Croft still had pointy boobs in the games. <laughs> you know, the triangles. If they're not adapting a story from a game and they're coming up with their own thing, half the time, 
more actually more like 99% of the time it's going to suck. It's going to come out terrible. And if they are adapting from a story from the game, then it's like a 75% chance that it's going to be terrible. Yeah, cuz like how do you adapt like like um how do you adapt a say 10 15 hour story into a 2 hour movie with, without like cutting corners? And then do I trust Hollywood to cut the right corners to make the story concise? No. <laughs> like, most of the time, no, I don't. Well, luckily, uh, Sonic stories aren't that crazy to begin with. So they, they can totally be adapted into stuff like movies or TV shows, and I think they work just fine. We're supposed to be getting the, the first trailer for the Mario movie, like, early 2023. So <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I'm not excited for that, like, at all. Like, I'm gonna, I mean, obviously, we're going to watch it, and we're probably going to cover it, but, like... Especially after watching this, I'm like, I'm not excited for Mario, dude. Like, Mario is, is dead. Like, it's not going to be better than this. And Illumination is doing it. Uh, that's going to be uh, interesting. They're going to put minions in my Mario movie. They're putting minions in my Mario movie! Well, you, you know they're going to have, like, the Illumination logo at the start, and, and minions will be in it there. But I'm sure they're going to find a way to put minions in the actual movie. Mario's going to punch a, a question block, and the minion's going to pop out. <laughs> There'll be like a minion Goomba. Yeah. The Goomba's gonna be like banana. Everyone's gonna laugh except me. Yeah, there's gonna be kids in the theater. Oh, I just I just realized why this movie was not in VIP. It's a kids movie. They don't do that. It's a kids movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck, we can't watch Mario in VIP. <laughs> uh, unfortunate. We'll rent out a theater. Well we'll make our own we'll make our own VIP experience for Mario. <laughs> Whoever wants to join us. Come on. <laughs> Come hey, on. Everyone wants to join us? Come on over, bring a stick. <laughs> bring chicks, bring booze. I'll make my own man, I'll make my own VIP experience, the blackjack and hookers. <laughs> forget the movie. Alright, back to back to Sanic. So let let's talk about let's talk about the, the two newcomers here. So let's mention Knuckles first, because I have good. I actually have good things to say about Knuckles. Whoa! I also, I have, I have great things to say about Knuckles. As as a fan of the series and as a, as the movie watcher, I have, I have good things to say. I have never played a game in which Knuckles was in it, <laughs> so I have no idea who Knuckles' character is. I don't know what his story is. Is is this is this like how it is in the games? Does he like team up team up with Eggman? More or less, yes. And in the first game he's introduced in, so like here's here's the thing with Knuckles is he's he's always like portrayed as being very naive and easily manipulated. Okay. But over time, that turned into just him being an idiot. And I I just I and I always hated that. I always hated that they just make him rock stupid. So it's like Drax. Yeah. After Sonic Adventure Two, they just make him stupid. But in the, in like in the, his first game, Eggman tricks him into leading into the Master Emerald. And in every subsequent adventure, Eggman tricks him into doing something <laughs> because he's dumb. But I think, like, over e after each game, he gets, gets, like, dumber and dumber. And what I like about this portrayal of Knuckles is, like, he is naive to a, to a degree. And he does. He is manipulated by Eggman. But, like, he's not stupid. Like, you could tell early on in the movie that he's, like, not 100% trustful of him. Like, like, when after Stone meets up with Knuckles and Eggman... Like, Eggman and Knuckles go to leave, and Knuckles asks him, like, oh, hey, what about your minion? And Eggman's just like, no, we're not going to bring him. Like, we don't have, we have no room in the car. Haha. -ha. And Knuckles, like, gives him a look, and he's like, uh, what, what did he say? He's like, 
I, I don't I, I don't know what scene you're talking about, honestly. <laughs> it's like at the ca- it's at the cafe, it's at the mean bean. Oh. Oh, I just got that reference. <laughs> yeah, the, the mean bean machine. That's a reference, guys. It's a game. The mean bean machine. I just got that reference. Yeah, Knuckles like questions his authority because he doesn't want to include his like his, the whole team. And and like there's little there's little moments like that throughout the whole movie where like Knuckles like he's playing he's going along with it because he has his own goals, right? And he's trusting Eggman, but he's not like like he's still like a little bit doubtful of him. Like he's not pure stupid. And I like that. I I want the games to bring this portrayal of Knuckles into them, because I'm tired of idiot Knuckles. Yeah, if he was an idiot in this movie, that I mean, that's the kids' movie thing. He would just be the punching bag. Yeah, he he would he would be the punching bag, but he's not. Th- thankfully, he's not. He's the puncher. Yeah, he he do be punching. Unlike be punching. Sonic, he doesn't chuckle. He'd rather flex his muscles. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think Knuckles here is great. Like, like, like I've been saying, he's, it's probably the best characterization this character has had in like in like two decades. And I think Idris Elba is great as the character. I like I like his voice a lot. Uh, what do you feel about uh, about Idris Elba? Uh, yeah, I, I think this movie. The the voice he uses for Knuckles is great. Uh, he sounds very menacing. Is that the word? Yes. He sounds I wouldn't say menacing, but like intimidating. Yeah, that's okay, that's a that's a better word. <laughs> My brain not work good today. <laughs> yeah, I, I I like the voice he uses. Fun fact, when Idris Elba was auditioning for this movie, at first he gave Knuckles a squeaky voice and <laughs> everyone hated it. I'm happy the studio shut that down. Everyone in the studio hated it. Yeah, I wanted a serious Knuckles. I wanted a a, a, a voice I could take seriously, you know? He, uh, Idris Elba also said that he tried his hardest to not make Knuckles sound sexy, and he failed. <laughs> he, he lied. <laughs> he, this is a fucking sexy echidna. <laughs> yeah, like th- top 10 sexy echidnas. Idris Elba. Also, f- fun echidna fact, their penises have four heads. This is real. Look it up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think Knuckles is really good here. The action with him is also, like, animated very well. I, I think this is the first time ever in live action where I've ever seen, like, you know, like, like, like the multi-punch thing that, like, Knuckles does? Right, yeah, where, like, yeah. Like, punch, he punches, like, really fast, and, like, you see, like, a bunch of fists flying at the screen, right? Yeah. Um, I think this is the first time ever, like, in a, in a, in a not, like, anime that I've seen that look good. I, I, I always call that move Fist of Fury, because that's what it's called in Street Fighter. <laughs> I, I, I call it the, the Ora Ora from JoJo, because that's what that is. <laughs> that's what that is, too. But, um, like, like it's, it's a trope, and it, it's, it always looks bad. It looks bad in everything. But in this movie, it actually looks good. Like they got it down. Who did the? Hold on, who who did the CG? I need I need to see this. Jim May is the editor. Is do the editors do the CG? I can't. I think no. It's a be people be VFX artist. They are not credited on Letterbox. Well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna look up the credits. <laughs> but hey, uh, well, who is the editor? I just said Jim May. Good job. Good editing on this movie. Great. Good, yeah, the movie's good. edited pretty well. Yeah, yeah movie's There's only well. one editor? God, that always feels like a, like a 10-person job in my head. Nope. Jeez. No, because different editors have different styles. So if you have 10 people doing it together, it's not it's not going to flow well. Right? Editors so. need more credits. Academy. Academy. Jesus. <laughs> you could watch the Oscars episode to hear more about our anger towards that issue. Yeah. 
think Knuckles is really good. I love his dynamic with uh, with Knuckles with, with Sonic and Tails. Um, there's this really cute scene at the end of the movie where he like he, he lifts up Tails on his shoulder. He's like, "Let's go, Fox. We have to get our ice cream." And I thought that was really cute. I like when they're when they're on the tornado, the the, the plane, which is a reference to the the games. Uh, oh, I got the pl- yeah. I know the plane. I know that. The not Knuckles says, oh, "Don't worry, Fox. You didn't hurt me when our last interaction, and I'll get my revenge soon enough." Like yes, <laughs> when good. you least expect it. Yeah, it was so funny. I, I laughed. I laughed. He, remi- <laughs> he really reminded good. me of Thor in the first Thor movie, and a lot of people hated Thor in the first Thor movie. But Thor in the first Thor movie is the reason why I liked the first Thor movie. I said Thor well, too like, many like, times. <laughs> well, like Thor, in, Thor and Thor one is is a fish out of water, right? I wouldn't call Knuckles a fish out of water. He's a kid out of water. <laughs> no, no, but not even that. Like, like Knuckles isn't. Like it's just his character. Like he's not gonna change. <laughs> like he's not gonna get comfortable and and become like more human. This is how Knuckles is. He's not a fish out of water. He's just a. Wait, hold on. Uh, is is that dork? I I need I need you, Sonic fanboy, to uh, to clarify two things for me right now. So is the like Echidna tribe a thing in the games? So yes, but there's an asterisk there. Okay. So, like, this game takes inspiration... Okay, well, this game is adapting a Sonic adventure. This movie. Kinda. Kinda. Yeah, sorry, this movie <laughs> is adapting kind of adventure... Sonic adventure? Kind of. Uh, the Echidna tribe stuff is from adventure. The owl people is original to this to this movie. Okay. But yes, Knuckles did have a tribe of his people, and they did die in battle, and he's the last Echidna, and he's trying to, like, bring honor back to his people by collecting and, pr- and protecting the master emerald that's his job in the games is he lives on an island where like the master emerald is and he just protects it and eggman keeps tricking him and it keeps getting stolen <laughs> so he teams up with sonic a lot <laughs> okay the the, uh, the other thing is okay so so knuckles and tails are they are they as fast as sonic or are they so, slower they, they can they can keep up with sonic when Sonic is running casually, okay, but he but Sonic is faster when he's trying. Okay, like, like Sonic's max speed is faster than their max speeds, but their max speeds keeps up with Sonic's like a casual sprint. Base speed. Yeah, his base speed. His his speed stat is thirty. That's a D and D reference for you guys. Sure, <laughs> sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they have to be able to keep up with him, <laughs> like, but but he is faster. All right, gotcha. Please continue. Oh yeah, no, I, I I think I said what I want to say about Knuckles. Like he's really good. I think they they portray the flying thing because Knuckles can glide in the games, and they they portray it because like it's it's hard to do that without making it look really stupid. And I think the way the the movie handles it is is pretty cool. Where instead of being able to glide, he kind of has a like a like super jump. Like he he takes big leaps instead, and he smashes the ground. And that's like the replacement for gliding, for gliding, and it just looks better. The glide would have looked a little bit weird in live action, and this is a good alternative, I think. Okay, so let's get to the worst character in this movie, Tails. I didn't think I would say that. Tails is not the worst character in the movie. There's like half the humans. <laughs> no, the, the humans aren't even characters. Hey, 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 listen. Maddie's sister is a human. She's a character. She has a subplot, okay? I figured out her name. It's Rachel. Rachel, Rachel has a subplot, okay? She's a character. She's better in this movie than she was in the last one. She's much better in this movie. She's than she funny was in, the last in this one. movie. She is funny in this one. I, I think her, I think her subplot goes on for too long, but she is funny. 
the weird thing, first of all, for is Tails' voice because they got the actual voice actor from the games to voice Tails, but for none of the other characters. Yeah, but she does a different voice for Tails in this than she does in the games. There's a reason, though. There, there is a reason, but it's still her. Yeah. Is it to differentiate, or is it like... No, no. So this version of Tails is, uh, one, a lot younger. He's supposed to be a child in this. Oh, yeah, even Sonic's a kid here. Yeah, but, but two, um, this version of Tails is, is like, Adventure 1 Tails, where, like, his... It, Tails' arc in this movie is, like, him trying to become more confident, basically. Like, he starts off the movie being, like, very afraid, very shy. He's, like, he reluctant to drain on the adventure because he doesn't think he's capable. And, like, his arc is supposed to be him, like, growing out of that and realizing that he can be a hero, too. Right. Um, that's that's what his arc is supposed to be, and that's what he's adapting. That, they're adapting that arc from Sonic Adventure. Um, where, where it's literally it's literally just that. It's it's through through working together with, with his pals, his buddies, his, his blue friend. Um, he's able to overcome his weakness and, and kind of, like, grow up, you know? And become a, a more confident person. And I and that's what they're going for here clearly, but I don't think it it sticks the landing super well. Yeah, good one. <laughs> like yeah, like in the end, he kind of like he doesn't really grow the same way Sonic and Knuckles do. Where he, like it's weird. He has an established arc, but I don't think he it finishes here. I think we might see more of it in the future. I don't know, but like it's like his arc doesn't end here. It just kind of fizzles. I think I think he could have had a full arc in this movie, but. There was like this snowboarding scene, and then he kind of gets written out for like twenty minutes, and then he comes back. He, he needed like a moment, and, and this movie doesn't give him that. I think they wanted to, and I, th I think maybe the, the him rescuing Sonic and, and Knuckles with the plane is supposed to be that moment. But I think he needed like a bigger moment, maybe against the, the Death Egg robot at the end. Maybe like he should have been the one instead of instead of Maddie, because I know they're going for with Maddie and. And uh, Tom saving Sonic with the truck. Like, obviously, like, I know what they're going for. But I think Tails should have been the one to save him there. And that would have been his moment to, like, conclude his arc. Where, like, the whole movie, he's, like, fanboying over Sonic. And, he, and he, he's not confident. And he thinks he's, he's, he's not capable of being the hero. And in the end, he's the one who, like, gets the emerald away from Eggman. Or, like, saves Sonic from getting crushed. I think he needed a moment, I think. Um, during the last act. Obviously, like Sonic needs to save the day, but like he needed, he needed this one moment. Knuckles gets his big moment. Sonic gets the movie. <laughs> uh, Tails needed that big moment for him too. Maybe in the next one, maybe this is like they're gonna continue the arc in the next one. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Cause now, cause now, like the three of them are like living together. Yeah, Team Sonic from like Sonic Heroes, guys. They're together now. Oh, it's Team Sonic. I I thought I thought they were gonna say Team Sonic because like Knuckles Same. is like. That we're a new clan, and then I thought Tails was gonna be like, "Hey, let's call ourselves Team Sonic." Yeah, like the scene of them, like the three of them standing together, like to face the robot. Like, oh, like we're Sonic heroes. Like, I was waiting, and then I was, I was fooled. <laughs> I was so, made a fool. Look, 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 you, your Sonic said, "Gotta go fast." That was your. That was it. That was all I get. That's all I get. I only get. I get that and nothing else. And you got the chili dogs in the next movie. He's he's gonna. They're gonna do the Sonic Heroes thing. They have to, right? They have They're gonna to. have all four teams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but like as aside from to go back to Tails, aside from that aspect of it, I really like Tails. I think he's really cute. 
I, I think he's he's a fluffy little boy who I want to protect and give hugs to. I, I think I th- he has cute moments. I just think he needed a big story moment to to really conclude his arc. I'm on I'm on the uh, other side. I think Tails is a very cliche and annoying character in this movie. I, I've seen that a lot of people say that. that's that's fair. I, I think the fanboy aspect of him is taking a little a little too far. It, it can it can be annoying. I think he has enough like just like solid character interactions with Sonic for me to like let that go. Like what one of the one of the biggest cringe moments for me in this movie was when Sonic and Tails slept at that bar. And then like Sonic, I lo- I Sonic, but yeah, no, no, no. A lot of people think that seems super cute. I did not because like you know Sonic puts the the, the blanket on him, and it's the whatever. But then tails is tails go on Sonic, and that's the part that made me cringe. I was like, oh come on, man. Oh, I lo- I, lo- I love that part. It's really cute. Like he's they're they're, they're friends. And then it cuts to the human holding Sonic, and I and I I cringed. Like like come on. Can we can we talk about? Let's talk about the bar scene. The, the bar, bar scene, scene in general. Yeah, because there, there, why did there didn't have to be a bar scene in this one too? Why? Like, uh, the, the, this bar scene is infinitely worse than the bar scene in the first movie. They played um, what was it? It was Uptown Funk. That whole scene is so stupid. I th- that that was just there to pad out time in the movie. I think it's it's also stupid when you because like I I had a thought this whole movie. Did they nerf Sonic speed in this movie? During the whole bar scene, I'm like, why isn't he just going doing the Quicksilver thing to get the map and leave? Yeah. Now, obviously, like, like, like the 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 movie answers because if he does this, then we then we don't have a movie because <laughs> he does just that literally solves all his problems. But like up up to that point, he didn't do anything super like fast. So I just like, I just thought to myself like, did they nerf him? But then like in the in when they go to like the I'm gonna call it. Cool Edge, because it's a reference to the games. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> when they're in the ice, when they're in the ice area, he does the Quicksilver thing, so he can do it. <laughs> Why didn't he do it in the bar scene? Because they got the license for Uptown Funk, and they had to have a funny dance number for the kids' movie. I get it, but like, I don't know. It was this weird thing. Like, did they nerf him? No. Okay. Yeah, Sonic doesn't really use his speed a lot. I noticed in this movie because like, there's no reason for him not to be able to do. They like, just like. Quicksilver, get the map, and then go leave, you know? Like, one thing that has to do with the speed that they introduce in this movie is they kind of give him, like... I'm gonna call it... I'm calling it the Flash Handicap. I don't know what an actual term to describe it is, but it's basically, like, like he can't do it forever. Like, eventually, like, Sonic does get tired, and and he starts running slower. And it only, like, improves because he either eats or sleeps, or in this case, he gets the Chaos Emeralds. But, like, it, it happens twice in this movie, where he's, like... He's been running for a while, and he starts to like slow down. The electricity starts to dissipate. I think that's that's cool. Like I think that's a that's a good way to nerf speedsters in movies. Because let's be perfectly real, uh, speedsters are broken. Like in anything they're in, speedsters are just broken. Yeah, they are. It makes it makes sense. It makes more sense than just killing off your speedster, Marvel. Yeah, fl- <laughs> yeah, CW. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking CW Flash. <laughs> Let's just take let's just take Barry's speed away for like half the season. Oh my god, that shit makes me angry. <laughs> yeah, like I, like I don't know if he if he just straight up nerfed or they just they realized that he's he's busted, so they had to like make him come up with more creative ways to do things. I thought I thought they would realize he was busted and then make get someone as fast as him, which would be 
Metal Sonic. Well, that's right? gonna happen. That's gonna happen in the next one. Ooh, we're gonna talk about that later. Wait, is it? Is he fat? Is he as fast as Sonic? Oh, what the fuck, man! <laughs> His whole shtick is. Uh, you want to just talk about that now briefly before we go back to? Yeah. Okay. So at at the the in the after credit scene, Shadow the Hedgehog was revealed. He's gonna be in the next movie. Yeah. Shadow Shadow is. So Shadow has chaos powers where he, he he can use like the power of the chaos emeralds to to do things without the chaos emeralds. He he needs a chaos emerald, but he just needs one. Okay. To to do things that other people need like all seven to do. Aside from turning super, he can't do that. Like he can't do that. But like he has like chaos powers, and when he's using so there's an ability called chaos control, which is just like a teleportation. So in the games, Shadow is as fast as Sonic running. But with chaos control, he's faster because teleportation is also broken. All right, well, you you need, but you still need, you need to explain like shadow to me because I have no yeah, idea. We'll, we'll, we'll explain. I'll explain shadow later. Let's go back to uh, the tails and Sonic because we didn't talk about Ben Schwartz at all yet. Well, we're, we're done talking about tails. Yeah, okay, wait, no, we're not done talking about tails because I think tails is cute and I want to give him a hug. Okay, now we're done talking about Tails. <laughs> um, what'd you think about Ben Schwartz in this movie? Ben Schwartz returns as Sonic. He's great. I don't really have anything to say about Ben Schwartz's performance. I have the same exact opinion as I did in the first movie. He was good. I want to give some props to Ben Schwartz. I, I said this in the last one, and I say this a lot, just casually. So I like Roger Craig Smith as, as Sonic. I think he's fine. But I would totally be okay with uh, Ben Schwartz just becoming Sonic's permanent voice actor. I really like his voice as Sonic. I like I like the attitude that he gives. He he brings to the role. I think Ben is really really good as his character, and I'm very much looking forward to seeing more of him. One more of him. But <laughs> we might get more than more than one movie. I mean, who knows? There's there's a Sonic the Hedgehog four. It's not good, but it exists. Isn't it? Isn't it a two parter? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they're both bad. <laughs> they're both bad. Wow, that's great. But Tails is one of them, so it's better because Tails. Sonic's arc is he's trying to like be a hero. Yeah, I I, I said this during the movie, but like but like I like that got mad at me. Like I legit like like I I stopped her from watching the movie to say this, and she got mad. And it's like no, you know Sonic's arc is uh, he has to learn that with great power. There must also come great responsibility. <laughs> There's a line in this movie that's almost that. Yeah, yeah that's when I said it. It's when that line was said. I'm like, yeah, oh. there it is. Um, yeah, so Sonic's arc in this movie is him like... It's like at the end of the first movie, he's kind of like high. He thinks he could he can do anything. And in this movie, his arc is basically like to humble him. Like he has to learn that like he needs to be a... Like, there's more to being a hero than just saving the day. And he, and he has to be mindful of like the people he is saving. And I think I think he has he has... Good moments here. I think it's a really good arc for him. It's handled very well. He's constantly trying to like go out of his way to save people, and then Tom's like, "You gotta like find your moment, and then you could use, then you could go full out." You know, because like he'll go all out like in like random like saving civilian moments, and he'll just cause a bunch of destruction along the way. And like at the beginning of the movie, he's like, "I don't care. I saved the day. Like it's on. That's all I need to do, right?" But like, no, you have to, you have to save the day, but you also have to protect the people right also can i just gush about the opening scene like like that that opening segment where he's saving the people in seattle yeah can i can i just talk about how it's all just a reference to the opening of sonic adventure it is <laughs> but yeah like like him him standing on the on like the roof like the first shot you see of him when he's looking down to like the cop cars running to the like going towards the the criminal straight out of sonic adventure i thought that was a batman reference 
No, it's straight out of Sonic Adventure. Uh, when Sonic like throws the bomb into like the water system and like water comes out of all like the like the the grates in the streets. That's also straight out of Sonic Adventure. I, I, I was I was like smiling that whole moment. Like it's just oh yeah, please give me more, give me more video game references. Yes, give me the adventure moments. Where's chaos? Give me chaos in a movie. He's the big blue water monster. He's Water Godzilla. I want him in a movie. Wait, I need to look him up now. Look up, look up, perfect chaos. But look, look, look up, like look up his model in the Dreamcast game. What the fuck is this? He's Water Godzilla. Like look, look at him in like official arc, and then look at him in the game. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> He's Water Godzilla. It's it's like a, when it, the painting in your mind, the painting when you actually make it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Literally. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, like that whole intro is just Sonic Adventure 1 references, and I loved it. It made me very happy as a fan. Damn. Oh, this looks so funny. This looks like PS1 Hagrid. <laughs> hey, I mean, it's Dreamcast. It's the same era. Yeah, right? it's Dreamcast, right? Look up Sonic Generations to Perfect Chaos. Like, he looks better. <laughs> like, he looks better in Generations. Okay, yeah, uh, you know, whatever. Anyways. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was cool. And yeah, Sonic's arc in this is, is fun. I think, uh, I think it's handled very well. I think Knuckles is a great, like, opponent for him, or a good antagonist. Yeah. Because, like, they, they, it's mentioned in the movie that they both kind of have similar, like, backgrounds. And, like, they're, they're both, like, they're both, like, uh, we both lost everything that day. <laughs> um, they, 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 like, their fights are really fun to watch, too. Like, I like Eggman. I like, I like Jim Carrey as Robotnik, who we're gonna get to. And, like, I like, I like him in the games, too, but I think Sonic fighting other... Other furries. It's just more interesting to watch in a movie in a movie setting. <laughs> like I, I don't know about you, but like the, the fight at the end, like the fight with Knuckles, yeah, but like right before Eggman steals the Emerald, yeah, is really good. That's like, a good I, fight. I really enjoyed it. Also, Sonic does like the bounce attack from Adventure Two, and like I'm like, huh, I know what that is. I I play video games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's just really good. Like like it, it it was weird at first seeing Sonic like punch. Because <laughs> he doesn't do that. Like, it, it ended up looking really, really good. Like, I was really happy with it. I like Sonic, guys. Is it obvious? I like Sonic. That's I'm crazy, Sonic man. Let's talk about the Egg Boy. Jim Carrey himself. So, it, in my letterbox review, I began my review by saying, this is a Jim Carrey movie. Yeah, and, and he's not... He has moments of robotic, but... This kind of feels more like a, a generic Jim Carrey performance than him playing a character. And I don't know how I really feel about it. He's got that, like, the, he's got Jim Carrey jokes. He's got the Jim Carrey movement and quirkiness, like the way he walks and talks. He just sounds like Jim Carrey. And I guess you could, like, you could connect that, too, because he, he was at the Mushroom Planet for so long that he just went insane. And now he's just crazy. Yeah, that that's what that's what it's supposed to be, right? Like he was already kind of crazy, but like now he like he said he was there for like two hundred something days, like almost a year of complete isolation. He, he went a little mad, you know. But I think it was too much Jim Carrey, not enough Eggman. Like I I didn't find Eggman intimidating in this movie. No, I didn't either. And like obviously, like in the games, Eggman is is well, he's not always intimidating. He's not always a serious villain. He is a funny villain. He's shaped like an egg. Sonic's whole dynamic with him <laughs> is Sonic making fun of him. And that's in this movie, too. Like, Sonic, like, like mocks him. But, like, Eggman is still, like, 
supposed to be a villain who's intimidating. Like he's trying to enslave humanity. Like I'm, but I'm too busy laughing at him to take him seriously. You know, he's the one that does the floss, by the way. Yeah, he yeah he flosses this time. I was okay with Sonic flossing because Sonic's a five year old, and he's a he's a furry. He doesn't know any better, but Eggman should know better. <laughs> but I I liked him. I like Jim Carrey. I like the Jim Carrey moments. I just wish we got more Eggman. I love Jim Carrey. It's it's not till like the end of the movie I think to like we get like proper Eggman. Yeah, when he, when he gets the uh, the emerald and becomes like a god, pretty much. Yeah, literally a god. That that's when we get the actual villainous part. And I do really like that last conversation, like like with Eggman talking to Supersonic. Like that was like Eggman from the games. Like I totally buy. It. Like if that was just word for word in the game, I'd be like, yeah, okay. I totally see that happening, and it's great. When Jim Carrey's on his high in this movie, he's fantastic. But, like, for the rest of it, he's kind of just generic Jim Carrey comedy actor, and I'm not, like, super into it. He doesn't sell me as Eggman as much. Yeah, not really. Can, can we talk about the that supersonic scene? Because that's, that's, that was a good... That was a great scene. Can we talk about how I fucking screamed in the theater? You did? <laughs> I saw it the first time. In the first time, I wasn't with you when I saw it the first time. <laughs> Like, here's the thing, right? Okay, two things. One, I was spoiled that, like, a week ago. Like, I already knew about it when I saw the movie. Look, look, look. What? If, if, the, if, the, emerald, if the Emerald is in the movie, he's gonna... The, the, if the Chaos Emeralds are in the movie, he's gonna go super... So that, that, was, that was just... That's, that's, that's part of the deal. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's, it's really obvious that that was gonna happen. And I saw it a week beforehand, because someone on Twitter had it as their fucking profile picture. Wow. <laughs> but, um... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but um, I screamed like he supersonic looked great. Like I, I was worried he was gonna look dumb, and he, but he looked amazing. You know what would have been funny if his supersonic form in the movie was the original, <laughs> the original fucking design. Oh, the crazy, the, the crazy one with the eyes. Yeah, the original, the original movie design. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's actually yeah, I, I need it. I need that design. I need it like right now. <laughs> Instead of him being gold and glowing and everything, it's just him. But the the design from the first trailer. <laughs> I, need, I need I need someone to get on that like right now. That I'll commission. <laughs> Actually, fun fact about Supersonic in this movie: there's a, there's a reference to um to Archie Comics Supersonic in this movie because like in the Archie Comics, Supersonic is more like a, a Jekyll and Hyde situation for Sonic. Where, like, whenever Sonic goes super, he becomes a villain. Like, he, he gets, like, the powers and everything. But he's, like, a crazed... He's a crazed murderer when he's supersonic. Is that when Knuckles is, like, that's not the Sonic... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I thought... I thought yeah, that was, like, a cool reference to, to Archie. That was neat. And then he uses his supersonic chaos power to summon a chili dog. <laughs> yep. I'm like, oh, there he is. That's, that's the boy. That's not a game thing. That was in the cartoon, right? That was a cartoon and a comics thing. That yeah. wasn't a game thing. That I knew about. I've actually seen the cartoon. Like, two episodes. In the games, it's, it's just you're invincible and you're faster. <laughs> like, that's it. He did the he did the thing from Smash Bros. <laughs> yeah, he did, like, the, 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 little, the little, like, thing from Sonic 06, too. Like, where he just, like, taps the robot with his foot to, like, knock it over. <laughs> And then, and then Jim Carrey's like, "Oh, that I see how it is." <laughs> and I, but that's dialogue I see Eggman saying in a game. 
<laughs> like that that whole conversation was like, no, how about we just hash this out? There was good on one, there was good on my side, there was bad done on my side, bad done on your side. Let's just call it even. Like like that's that's just Eggman dialogue. It was great. It, it was a really cool scene. Like, I I liked I liked that scene. It was really cool. It was like like everyone saw it coming, but it was just so cool to like to see it, you know. And for all the people who were asking for Goku, there he is. Goku's in the movie, guys. You did it. Yay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, lo- I love the whole like, climax. Yeah, it was really like, the, good. La- the last act is just great. It's just pure sonic joy. And the, la- the last act was the best part of the movie. Like, when, when, when the, like, temple came out of the water, that's, like, that's when, that's when the movie grabbed my attention the most. From then to the ending, that's when the movie grabbed my attention the most. Yeah, this is it's great. All right, let's talk about the bad part. Let's talk about the humans. <laughs> yeah, you want to talk about uh, Rachel's like subplot? <laughs> and we're, just, gun? we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna Sonic past this one because there's nothing to talk about. It's the humans. Can I, can I just say that the the director of Gun? I don't know the actor's name. Like the old dude, all of all of Garden Man. Tom Butler is the worst character in both of these movies, but he's even worse here. He's kind of just a he's an asshole. <laughs> He's just an asshole, and I don't find the Olive Garden bit funny. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, I do not remember an Olive Garden scene. Where, where, where was that? It's like in, in the first movie, at the end, he gives like Tom and Madison like a, a, a gift card to Olive Garden. Oh, yeah. So, like, and then in this movie, they did make like three jokes about the Olive Garden. And I, like, I, who thought this was funny? I forgot about yeah, because he's like, uh, you did a great service serving your government. Here's ten dollars for Olive Garden. Yeah, then like they call him Olive Garden dude, and then they they he he says, oh by the way, Robotnik is back. Also, cancel my appointment at Olive Garden. I'm like, well, why? Why <laughs> like did they sponsor the movie? I like, thought I think I think Olive Garden sponsored the movie. <laughs> like, why why is this, why is he making constant Olive Garden jokes? Like it's not funny. That's so weird. As an Italian, Olive Garden sucks. I've never tried Olive Garden. I've heard stories about how t- genuinely horrible Olive Garden tastes. And that's a separate conversation. He's in this movie. This movie introduces uh, G-U-N, or Gun. Uh, yeah, they're, they're a thing. Is that in the games? Yeah, it's in the games. What are they in the games? Is that just a government? They're, they're exactly they're exactly what they are in this movie. Okay, they're, like, cool. they're like a military organization that was designed to protect humanity from existential ex- the, the, the aliens. E.T. E.T. <laughs> Extraterrestrial invasions. <laughs> Except they existed well before Eggman and Sonic were things. Like they, they were they were always around. Fifty years before the events of the games take place. I wonder if that fifty years thing will be relevant at some point. Oh shit. And I wonder if Gunn was in the military and the government was working on some secret project. I don't know, guys, but it maybe might be the case. How come whenever Movies need like a creepy thing. It's always a secret government project. <laughs> no, but I, but this one is very different. This is a secret government project where they created a furry hedgehog, so it's better. Nice. Yeah, I have a question about that, but we'll get to that later. All right. So Tom, Rachel, and the wife is back. Forgot the wife's name. Mad- Mad- Maddie. Maddie, Maddie. Maddie, who adds nothing to these films. I disagree. I think Maddie's better in this movie than she is in the first one. Okay, fine. She's Sonic's mom. That's her character. She's Sonic's mom, and she has that 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 like Metal Gear Solid break in. <laughs> yeah, she has she has the. I was I was gonna call it the Mission Impossible thing with her with Rachel. 
<laughs> no, but it's, it's, it's a video game movie, so it's it's Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, man, it's Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, Ra- Rachel's actually hilarious in this movie. Like, most of her jokes land. And I, I like I like Madison and Tom. I think um, I'm, I, it's the color Maddie. Maddie, is, that's she's actually her name is. That's that her. That's her actual name is Maddie, isn't it? I don't know if it's Madison. I, Maddie has. I just assume Maddie's short for yeah, Madison. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Maddie. Well, I mean, uh, well, they call her Maddie in the movie. I I think Maddie, Tom, and Rachel are are better in this movie. I just think they take up too much time. Tom being like. With the rest of the humans is better than in like when the first movie where Sonic and Tom were the duo. Yeah, it, it it works better here when Tom's just like there with the other humans. There's the new character, the, the uh, Rachel's fiance. What's his name? Gun dude. Yeah, gun dude. He's a double agent. Randall. Randall. His name's Randall. He's in Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. So he's a voice actor. Yeah, he's a voice. Who's he voice? He's in Death of Superman. He's in okay. Wait, he's in everything. What the what the fuck? Who, who is, is he? Voice? he? Well, I'm trying to find him. What's his name? Shamir Moore, Cyborg. I don't know. Oh, he's Cyborg. Okay. Yeah, he's Cyborg. My God, he's in all of he's in all of the animated DC movies. Yeah, he's, he's Cyborg is in like all of the DC EU AU. Sorry, so that checks out. What's the A? Adapted and animated. Anim- oh my. F- <sighs> Okay. Anyway, you probably should have should have thought saw that one coming. <laughs> I hate I hate cinematic universe. I hate the idea of cinematic universes. That universe is dead now, and it, it sucked. So it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I don't. It's fine. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Yeah. What, what did you think about that subplot? By the way, I was like the the the, the gun, wedding subplot. Fake fake wedding subplots. I could do without it. Honestly, I could I could do without it. I didn't I didn't hate it. And it has a lot of like funny moments, but I could totally do without it. I could come. I would very much do without it. But isn't it isn't it convenient that the fucking temple thingy whatever was near Hawaii? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Now that's 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 movie convenience right there. That whole the whole scene in the temple was super cool. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. The the temple, that whole area, like at the end of the movie, is just labyrinth zone from the games. It's a combination of Labyrinth Zone and uh, Hidden Fortress from Sonic Three. Let me let me get the name of the zone. But like that 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 area is legit a level from the games, even down to like how Knuckles and Sonic get to there in the movie. Like Knuckles comes in from like the from the entrance with Eggman and they go through like the the maze, whereas Sonic comes in from like the waterfalls on the side. That's exactly how Sonic gets into that zone in Sonic Three. It's just a cool detail. I'm a, I'm a sucker for just like movie like game references in these movies. The snowboarding scene is just it's just ice cap from Sonic Adventure. It's straight up like just ice cap zone. And like I'm a sucker. If you like moments like that in your video game movies, this movie is chock full of them. They're great. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm sorry I'm not talking a lot in this episode because this 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 movie is really made for Sonic fans, and I I'm I'm not one of them. <laughs> I just watched the movie. But I am, so you get to hear me talk. You get, you get to hear Pat. It's, it's not like it's, it's not like when we were, when we were talking about the Batman. It's like, oh yeah, look, uh, I'm not a Batman fan. Like, or we were talking about No Way Home. I'm not a diehard Spider-Man fan, but I could understand the movie itself. But this movie has so many references, like that, like little details that make the movie better. But because I can't pick it up, I gave the movie a lower rating. <laughs> And that's that's fine. Like it, it, it is what it is, right? I guess I'm the 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 unbiased opinion, you know. 
Yeah, it do it do be unfortunate, but this is this is a Sonic movie made for for Sonic fans. Yeah, did this movie make me a Sonic fan? Fuck no, I'm not going anywhere near that fandom. <laughs> no, you should you should play you should play Sonic Adventure, the best game. Look, I'll play Mania. Is that good enough? Mania is fantastic. Yes, I'll play the 2D ones. I'll play the 2D one. Everybody play the 2D Sonic games. They're great. I'll play Mania. I think I have Mania. If you don't, it's like on sale all the time. I think it's on sale right now. It's like ten dollars. Oh uh, well, uh, we're finally at the ending of the movie. We didn't talk about the, the robot. <laughs> we did talk about the robot. We'll talk about it more because it was cool. <laughs> we can talk about the first credit scene. We can get to the first. We're already scene. an hour in. <laughs> like I like I I'm a Sonic fan. I have a lot to say. Okay. All right, go talk about the robot. Let's talk about let's talk about the robot. Let's talk. Like, go, the talk. robot was cool. <laughs> Anything else, Dad? <laughs> I like when Super Sonic did like like went full speed and like sawed through the head. We talked about that. No, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he sawed through it at like super speed and it was cool. <laughs> this movie is just cool. Yeah, the ending is great. Let's move to the, the post credit scene because Lib has questions and I could maybe answer them. Alright, okay. So so if Eggman didn't know Eggman didn't know Sonic existed until the first movie, right? Yeah. So how if this project has been in development for fifty years, how did he know to design it after a hedgehog, and how did he know to design it based on Sonic? So Eggman didn't create Shadow. But that's what they said in the movie. He said what they said in the movie was that they were trying to delete all the files of Eggman off their systems. They found this secret project that dates back to fifty years. With Shadow in it. Sh- Eggman is not 50 years old. Okay, how did th- how did they know about the hedgehog? Or is it, or is it just coincidentally a hedgehog? No, 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 no. So, what happens in the games is Eggman's grandfather, who's Gerald Robotnik, who I'm sure is going to be introduced in the next movie, finds this ancient, like, this ancient, like, sculpture, uh, scripture, sorry, of this ultimate life form fighting who is shaped like a hedgehog, and in the games, it's supposed to be supersonic, fighting against like this big god creature, and 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 sh- and then Gerald's goal is to create the ultimate life form, basically to use it for some purpose. And while he's doing that, he's also trying to like to in creating this ultimate life form, he's gonna use it to like create the cure for like every disease because with this perfect being who's, like, immune to literally everything. We can, like, like reverse engineer cures for, for diseases. And he's doing this to, like, save his granddaughter. Okay. So he works, with the go- he works with the government to create this weapon for them and then a cure for his granddaughter. So Jaldrobotnik creates Shadow, and he also, who is a failed prototype of the Ultimate Life Form, I think. It's been a while. I think Shadow is the failure and the Bio-Lizard is the, the true Ultimate Life Form, or it's the other way around, I'm probably wrong. Yeah, Shadow, Gerald Robotnik creates a, this, this hedgehog, and then the government is like, okay, well, we have what we want. We don't need Gerald anymore, so we're going we're gonna to kill him. <laughs> we're going to murder him. Okay. <laughs> but when trying to murder him, this, this siege gets, like, leaked. So, like, other, it's supposed to be like a secret government op- uh, operation, right? So they have a problem. People find out, and then they don't, they don't end up killing Gerald Robotnik. They end up just imprisoning him. But they accidentally kill Maria, his granddaughter, and Shadow's friend slash love interest. It's weird. So Maria is killed, and then that this causes uh, Gerald Robotnik to become a crazy, crazy man who wants to kill all of humanity as an act of revenge for killing his granddaughter. 
And then he creates the bio lizard and this gigantic cannon into the moon. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> to, to, to blow up Earth. And nobody knows about this. Nobody. They don't have they don't have satellites. No. <laughs> and like even Eggman did not know about this. Like Eggman Eggman finds out about this secret project in, in Sonic Adventure 2, so he goes to find out what it is. And he sees Shadow. He's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> it's another hedgehog. Okay. <laughs> so- Sonic Sonic stories are dumb. Alright, so so the only reason that's on Robotnik's file is because of his grandfather. His grandfather and the same last name. Yes. Okay. Okay. I was confused. Yeah, assuming they're gonna be adopting the game, Eggman won't have anything to do with Shadow's creation. He teams up with Shadow in Sonic Adventure too. Egg- Eggman might not have anything to do with the third movie at all. Yeah, true. Because Jim Carrey is retiring. Yeah, well, we're gonna get to that in Hot of the Presses. Okay, cool. All right, that that make that that cleared it all up for me. <laughs> thank thank you thank you Sonic fanboy. Did it though? Because <laughs> I'm there's I just explained it and I'm a little bit confused. No, but I I. You you explained what I needed to know for the, for the third movie, not what I need to know to to understand the story of the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> All right. Well, there, that's uh, that's the 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 shadow reveal. Get ready for Sonic Three. Shadow's gonna be the main villain, probably. Yeah, probably. I think it's gonna be like because like we see Agent Stone who like with the gun uniform on, so like he's clearly like he found a uniform and he's gonna sneak in. So he's probably going to find out about Shadow and let Shadow go. So, like, assuming Jim Carrey doesn't come back, we'll probably get a, a Agent Stone as the, the main villain working with Shadow until eventually the the, the uh, ass laser lizard appears and Sonic and Shadow have to team up. They wouldn't put that in the movie. They have to put that in the movie. <laughs> they have to. Do they have you can't to? Do, you can't do Shadow without the ass lizard. They could they could movie bullshit it. I mean, I guess, but like, come on, it's an ass lizard. <laughs> it's literally uh, the moon, uh, a, a planet <laughs> with a laser, with a lizard on the laser. What do you think film critics are gonna say about that shit? And then the laser summons like balls <laughs> that go around it as a shield. No, nobody's going to fund a movie. If that's the I'll plot. fund it. I'm gonna fund it. You're gonna fund. You're gonna invest. I want to see. I want to see Biohazard, a, a Final Hazard, in a movie. One hundred million U.S. dollars. I'll do it. I'll do it for Final Hazard. Oh my god, dude! Also, put Live and Learn in that movie, okay? Like Live and Learn. Let's get Chris Forty. Just get Chris Forty. Dude, one fucking when Sonic was turning super in this movie, in my head I played the intro to Live and Learn. Like that is the Super Sonic song, okay? You cannot put Super Sonic in something and not have Live and Learn. I don't know what that song is. After recording, we're listening to Live and Learn. Okay. <laughs> and I'm gonna show you the cutscene where Sonic and Shadow turn super and it looks really suggestive and weird. What what <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, that's for after the recording. We can we can we can record our reaction or your reaction to it because it's funny. No. <laughs> <laughs> let's stop talking about Sonic. <laughs> let's okay. Uh, let's, yeah, let's, let's end it off because we have we have two other segments. <laughs> but um, that was Sonic too. Yeah, Sonic was good. I liked it.
It was good. I am. Fe- I fear for the third movie. <laughs> I think the second half is infinitely better than the first half. Yeah. The second half is when it really goes full Sonic mode. I, I have the same opinion about a movie we're about to talk about soon. <laughs> True. <laughs> Sonic Three needs ass laser, ass laser lizard. All right, all right. Let, let's let's move on to hold off the presses so Pat can stop talking about ass lizard. I'll I'll, I'll start off hot off the presses because oh, it's something we already <laughs> briefly touched on. We've been gone for two weeks, so a lot happened. Yep. Go ahead. So yeah, the first one we we briefly mentioned it. But uh, Jim Carrey did say he was thinking about or confirmed he's going to be retiring from acting. But he did say that um, uh, if a script came up that he deemed worthy, he would come back to do that role. So it's more of a like little break. He said he would do a Days Ventura movie if Christopher Nolan directed it. Uh, so, uh, hey, Chris, get, get on that. Is he, what's, what's Chris doing right now? Tenet came out. What's next for him? Uh, Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura. An Ace Ventura reboot. Uh, the Sonic movie director said that if Jim Carrey is indeed retiring, they won't recast him. So that that's where I was talking about earlier, where I think like, Agent Stone would come back as the villain. Because Eggman's not dead, let's be real. Like They're not going to kill him. If if he is retiring, they're going to have to use other villains, and I think Agent Stone fits the bill. They purposely left his his fate hidden at the end of this movie, I think probably because of this. Just, like, maybe he'll come back, maybe he won't. Kind of like with Harrison Ford at the end of uh, Episode 5 of Star Wars. When they put him in carbonate because they weren't sure if Harrison Ford was going to come back. It's the same thing. And that's why I said before, I was, that's why I said before where uh, Robotnik might not have anything to do with the third movie. It's a good Shadow introduction movie because Eggman doesn't have anything to do with Shadow anyway. So, like, it, it works out. Yeah. And that lastly, for the, the Sonic block... <laughs> <laughs> Sonic director said he wanted to do a Smash Brothers movie. Uh, please don't. Yeah, he he said. Uh, th- I wrote this when I saw the article, and then like I saw a better article from a different source. He said he he would want to do like his dream video game movie would be a Smash Bros movie, and he wants to do it. But he said it's it's literally impossible. Because of all the licensing and how expensive the movie would be, and how would you even make a story out of it, but and and, inc- and include all the characters? Realistically, if they were to do a Smash Bros. movie, it would only be what the original eight, and there would be a really fucked up story, and it would be Illumination. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, just please don't. Moving on, more Oscars stuff. So this is the Oscars block of the of the today's hot out the presses. Amy Schumer, a lot of people say she steals jokes. This is true. She does steal jokes. And she constantly denies it. But this time, this is the funniest denial for stealing jokes I've ever heard in my life. Because people were accusing her for stealing jokes that she used in the Oscars. And she said, and I quote, I just did a lie detector test on Vanity Fair. And they asked me, have you ever stolen a joke? I said no. And it was, that's true. Everybody just chill. I'm funny enough. I don't need to steal shit. End quote. Took a lie detector test on Vanity Fair. This is like, this is like when Dream was accused of cheating on his speedrun and he got an astrophysicist to do math for him. <laughs> like, don't worry guys, I did my astrophysicist. This is real. I'm not cheating. It's the same thing here. I did a lie detector test. Never mind the fact that lie detector tests are, are actually stupid and don't prove anything. It's a good quote. It's a good. This is this is my favorite Amy Schumer quote. I would get that on a shirt. 
<laughs> I did a lie detector test on Vanity Fair. Put that on a shirt, guys. The the other part of this, we know what Will Smith did. We're not going to talk about it for reasons. But he's banned from the Oscars and every Academy event for 10 years now. You know, I really hope he, he goes to the, the next event like in 10 years and just slaps someone else. I really, really hope he does. Like, like, like unprompted. Just like, just, yeah, just do it. <laughs> Keep my name out your yeah, fucking your mouth. Fucking mouth. <laughs> All right, it's time for the Marvel block. Moon Knight is out. It's pretty good. We both saw the first two episodes. The time of recording episode three is not out yet. It's good. We'll talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> That's it. It's good. Go watch Moon Knight. It's really good. So we got two new trailers for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. In one of the trailers, we see Zombie Strange and Wanda's kids from WandaVision. That's cool. That's something. We're going to watch it, and we're going to cover it on the podcast. We got our tickets. Just got to wait and watch it. IMAX. Next, uh, Thor Love and Thunder Fest Tour has started. Um, the movie comes out in three months, and we don't have a trailer yet. And honestly, at this point, who cares? Uh, Natalie Portman. She cares. <laughs> I don't I don't care about her. <laughs> Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1 was supposed to come out on April 8th. Uh, the same day Sonic came out. And it got delayed. So, uh, see you next year. <laughs> Pain. That was today! Today! <laughs> I love that meme. What movie is that from? I need to watch that movie. I, I haven't seen... The only other movie I've seen with uh, Tobey Maguire is The Great Gatsby. You gotta expand your, your Tobey Toby Maguire repertoire. I do. Next, the director of Chicken Little. I don't know his name. He's directing a Garfield movie. We we knew before that a Garfield movie was being made, but we now also know that cool cool guy, Chris Pratt, is voicing Garfield. He's so cool. He's so cool. He's voicing everybody. That's all I'm gonna say about Chris Pratt, like forever. Like it's, that's like that's it. He's so cool. If whatever the next movie we cover that a Chris Pratt is in, and that's all I'm saying. He's so cool. He's, he's so cool. It's probably gonna. Is the Mario movie or Guardians three coming out first? Uh, he's in Thor. So. Oh, he's in Thor. Oh, it's gonna be in Thor. <laughs> so assuming assuming we cover Thor, I'll be probably well. Yeah. We'll see. Greg. Jellispie? I don't know how to say your name, I'm sorry. I've never heard of this director. Uh, he's directing a movie called The Anti-Social Network. Now, right, you're like, why? Why are we saying this on, on this new segment? Well, it's because the movie is about that one time where Redditors made the GameStop stock price go up. That's what the movie's about. <laughs> the movie's about the GameStop stock market. Stock market. I remember hearing about this at the time, and I, I was convinced this was a shit post. It was just a Reddit post that I that was fake, and it's apparently not fake. This is not fake. <laughs> it is clearly still a shit post, though. I hope. I hope this movie is garbage. Well, I mean, it's a documentary. It has to be. So I'm watching it anyway, though. <laughs> this documentary is garbage. <laughs> So the, the Halo show is out, apparently. I did not know that. Yeah, it's out on Paramount. And in, in the first episode, Master Chief takes off his helmet. If I was a Halo fan, I'd be upset, but I'm not. I, I'm not a Halo fan either, but Halo fans are really fucking pissed. Like, if you go on hashtag Halo on Twitter right now, this is all you're seeing. Uh, on uh, April 5th, the greatest... The April 5th, 2022, which will now be known as the greatest day of humanity, uh, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga came out. And I, that is all I'm playing right now. Not, not a video game podcast. 
on a better day, April 10th, 2022, uh, Kingdom Hearts 4 was announced, and it's already consumed my life. <laughs> oh, yeah, that happened today. I saw that. I saw that at work. Not a video game podcast, by the way. Not a video game podcast. There is no, Star Wars is a movie. <laughs> there's apparently, there's a thing in the trailer that, that people think is an AT, uh, AT-AT from Star Wars. And then, oh, if you get lightsabers in my Kingdom Hearts game, I'm gonna... I'm gonna yeah, Disney, Disney can do that. But are they are they going to let Square Enix do it? That's the question. They let Square Enix fuck up far worse. <laughs> so they can, do, they can let them fuck up Star Wars too. But, but does does Disney trust them after that fuck up? They, they, they Listen, they trusted them enough to make them fuck up again. So <laughs> I'm sure they can do it a third time. Uh, well, that concludes Hot Off The Press's very busy week. Can't wait to see what's going on next week. Probably nothing. Uh, but now we're going to move on to our final segment, Backlogged. Uh, this is the part Pat's been dreading. <laughs> dreading is a, is a term. <laughs> He's going to hate what I have to say because two weeks ago, actually three weeks ago, something like that, the last normal no, no, episode... You know no, no, let, let me introduce it because I'm mad. <laughs> okay, okay, fine, yeah. <laughs> so, two weeks ago, I recommended Liv, one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Drive, twenty eleven. One of my one of my favorite movies. I give this movie a five out of. That's that's great. That's cool. Uh, it is it is it is one of the best shot movies I've ever seen. <laughs> it's got some fantastic performances. I I, I I'm putting this out specifically because I read Liv's review. It it is a movie though that is not for everybody, and I have to say that the the. It's the advertising at the time, but also the perception the movie gives off is extremely misleading. You misled me! It sells itself as an action movie, and it is very much not an action movie. You misled me! I did not mislead you. I said it was like Baby Driver, and I still stand by that to a degree. You said it was- you told me it was a car movie! It is a car movie! This is not a car movie! It's a car movie, and- <laughs> Just because it's called Drive, the movie's a has a double entendre. The the yeah, the, the title's a double entendre. Yeah, it's not drive a car. It's the drive yeah, of your being. I know. Fuck. All right. So so yeah. Pat Pat rated this five stars. You'll be surprised to know that I rated it one out of ten, half a star. Genuinely, I will read my review from Letterboxd because I, I don't I I have a lot to say. I mean, and I don't have a lot of time to say it because we've already been recording for an hour and a half. So here we go. Quote, the first half and the second half are so different that it felt like, wait, can you quote yourself? (laughs) You can quote yourself. (laughs) I think that's just talking, but sure. (laughs) Are so different. It felt like two different movies. The change is so sudden. It's a, uh, this is so sudden. It's as if he actually got punched in the face. The striking contrast is pretty great. Unfortunately, it's the only positive thing I have to say. At the same time, this is the most boring action movie I've ever seen. It's as if some director found Ryan Gosling on the street and decided to get him into an acting gig. It's like it's the it's his first movie or something. And the rest I of the I don't ca- agree. I think his performance is so good in this movie. What do you mean? Well, I'm quoting myself. Don't interrupt me. The rest of the cast is as lifeless as my dead grandfather, and I don't even and don't even get me started with the extras who just sit there and stare while people are getting brutally attacked. Gosling moves slower than a snail with salt on it. I thought the first half of the movie was a silent film. <laughs> that is genuine. <laughs> that's actually, that's true. 
I actually, for real, thought this was a silent film. You're, you're incorrect. I expected Baby Driver, but I got a gory version of Cars 2. Watching this, I felt like a dumbass. This movie insulted me. I can't explain how empty and indifferent this movie makes me feel. Like, seriously, what the actual fuck did I just sit through? I did not watch this movie. I sat through this movie. This was based on a book. I didn't read it, but I'm a thousand percent sure the book is better. I'll forget about this tomorrow morning. And you know what? I did. I did forget about tomorrow morning. Well, this morning, I mean... And then at the end, I wrote, damn it, my friends are going to hate me for this review, sad face. <laughs> You're wrong, and I do hate you. <laughs> no, okay, I, I, I agree with this, like, the sentiment that this movie can be boring. Because it's not, it's not for everybody. And, like, this isn't a fucking art house character study about this, this dude who's, like, trying to find, a, like, a purpose for his miserable life. Listen, Pat, <laughs> Pat, Pat, when Ryan Gosling said, I felt that. <laughs> it's legit just like an art house movie like it's not an action movie it's not a thriller you're just watching this dude try to like justify his his, his shitty life <laughs> it's like but I, I think a lot of people went into it with expecting it to be like more more actiony and because it's very slow and like you're just like observing this dude like basically on the cuff of a, a cuff of a fucking mental breakdown it does come off as really slow and boring, and I, I agree to that extent. Look, that that fir the first gunshot after the 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 pawn like the pawn shop robbery, like like I I was I was falling asleep. Then the gunshot scared me. Like I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and and then, like the rest of the movie kind of had my attention. But like, like then there was the scene in the motel. With the, the the two guys and the girl dies and like the girl like it added nothing in my opinion. Uh, every every extra in this movie just stares. Everybody in this movie just stares. They just stare. I guess that's is that a cre I guess that's a creative decision. It's a creative decision, Lib. When you go when you go outside and you're walking around, what are people doing? Yeah, but but if there was a murder, they're happening, all they're all living in their own world. Everybody is always living in their own world, doing pat, their own thing. Pat, even pat. if even if a murder is happening, what are people doing? They're either filming it on their phones, <laughs> or they're are they are they trying to make sense of it in their own heads, or they're screaming and running away. <laughs> the extras don't even look scared. They just they're just watching the murder happen. Yeah, but like. It, it's supposed to be a, a, a study of how Ryan Gosling's character, the driver, views himself and he views society around him. Because he's trying to justify his own feelings and his own actions by putting them on other people. Like, he's not bothered by it. He doesn't care. So he's, he's acting as, well, it's okay for me not to, be, not to care. It's okay for me to be a, a shitty person if I just view everybody else around me. As equally shitty people. Okay, that's 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 fine. That's a fine concept for a TV show. <laughs> the, you can't you can't make a movie where only one character has actual characterization. That you can't. Yes, you can. It's just called Drive Twenty Eleven. No, <laughs> and that's it's great. How do you, how could you tell me like like Brian Cranston's character is not like like which one's Brian not, which like, one's Brian Cranston's character? How do you not know fucking Brian Cranston? He's like the only fucking bald dude in the movie. <laughs> I thought I got confused. Like you know the guy the guy who owns the auto shop and and like the mobster who who was at the pizzeria. I thought they were the same person at one point. Also, Ron Perlman sucks in this movie. His performance is horrible. 
But I don't think Ron Perlman's a good actor to begin with. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuel your point because I said Brian Cranston was bald in this movie because I, I the image of Brian Cranston I have in my head is the is him in Breaking Bad, but he was much younger and has hair in this movie. Oh my god! But he's a good actor and he's good in this movie. The 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 whole thing with the mob, I just didn't get. And then like once the movie starts killing, they just kill. Once the once people start killing each other in the movie, it just becomes a movie about people killing each other. Every character in the movie dies except like three. No, two. It's only it's only Ryan Gosling and, and Irene that don't die. I forgot how the, the young Oscar Isaac looks in this movie. I just looked him up and he's he's a little baby. Yeah, well, he's wearing a lot of like like he's 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 he has a fake beard and he's bald. Yeah, it's just, it just looks weird going from like what you see him at Moon Knight. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's been ten years. I'm surprised to see Oscar Isaac. I, I was, I wasn't expecting Oscar Isaac. I wasn't expecting this movie to to just to, for me to hate this movie as much as I did. You're you're wrong. It's okay. Night calls in this movie. I mean, you see the soundtrack sucks. Oh my god, this soundtrack is so annoying. Like, ev- no, ev- it's not. It's so good. Every song in the soundtrack is boring, stupid, and annoying. Dumb and stupid and gay. <laughs> we, we we clearly don't agree. You're you're wrong. It's I okay. think this is the biggest like disagreement we've ever had on this podcast. Like even with Spirited Away, I was able to turn around and be like, okay, I was wrong. I need to watch it again with a different mindset. But this movie, like the watching Spirited Away prepared me for this. I was like, okay, Pat's gonna judge me hard on my opinion on this movie, so I should like it. <laughs> But no, you don't have to like it. You don't have to like but it. I know, but I, I don't. I feel like I didn't have to hate it this much. Part, part of my anger is like it's, it's, it's a bit like I'm not actually upset because like, I, I do see where Lib is coming from. This movie is very much like either you love it or you hate it, and and it's not 100 percent because of the expectations either. Like like this like your expectations might affect your view, but it's the movie's job to like sell itself outside of people's expectations. It's like I totally get people just not being into what this movie is delivering. I just don't agree. I th- I really really enjoy it. I made a joke that I'm gonna stop recommending lib good movies and I'm just gonna recommend them Minions over and over again. When we were talking about it this morning, I called it Minion Boy. <laughs> I have a little I have a little treat for for all you listeners right now. I'm we're I'm gonna read our conversation last night. It's very okay. short. <laughs> yeah. Can I can I just say like right off the bat like I'm not watching Angry Birds too. No, I'm not recommending you Angry Birds too. Okay. But uh, I'm going to read exactly what we wrote. This is excerpt from our conversation last night after I watched Drive. I sent him my review and I wrote, Bruh, Drive fucking sucks. Pat, you are incorrect. Me, I want my 100 minutes back. Oh, by the way, this movie's exactly 100 minutes long. Like, it, to, the, to the second. Pretty cool. Pat, you are wrong. Me, it finally happened, Pat. You gave me a recommendation, and now I'll go on the recording and say how shitty the movie was. Because he kept saying, like, we keep doing that on the, the, the podcast where he's like, oh, I'm going to recommend you a movie, and then you're going to come back and tell me how shitty my taste is. It happened. Pat, it happened. It happened. It happened. Pat, it's good. Me, it's stupid. Pat, you're stupid. <laughs> me, this is my least favorite type of movie. It literally reminded me of Saw. That's how bad it was. Pat, how? Me, it feels like a student film. 
By that I mean the student filmed it, not a film for students. Pat, I read your review and I legit think you watched the wrong movie. <laughs> me. What the fuck is it then? Pat, it's not supposed to be me. Bro, how many movies are called Drive star Ryan Gosling? Pat, this is going to be spirited away again. It was. Me, stop recommending me movies I have to think about. <laughs> Pat, clearly, I gotta start recommending you Minions. This is where it all starts. Me, I swear to God, if you tell me this movie has no plot, I'm killing you. Pat, this has a plot. It's just not an action movie. Me, what is it then? A thriller? It's the only thing, other thing I could call it. Pat, it's a character study. Me, I just want to watch a movie, not an essay. My favorite movie is Rogue One. My brain isn't smart enough for these movies. Oh my god, this is this is so funny looking at this over. This is fucking amazing. Yeah, this is funny. This is funny. <laughs> but there is a conversation that literally describes what the movie's about. Like, it's not subtle at all. Oh wait, I, I don't know what conversation you're talking about there. Which one was it? It's when he's talking to fucking, um... Oh fuck, what's her name? The love interest. I can't remember her name. He's talking to her he's like, oh, like, like about good and bad people. And he's like, oh, well, well, can he's like, can can great people be black or white? Like, it's not the exact dialogue, but that's, that's what the conversation is about. It's like, are people ne are people necessarily good or evil? Can is there like a middle ground? Oh yeah, okay, I remember that. Okay, me must have missed it. <laughs> Pat, you're getting an Illumination movie next. Me, I'm gonna watch a silent voice talk about how it's the worst movie I've ever seen. And then when he wrote, I'm getting an Illumination movie next, I replied, jokes on you. I've seen them all. Pat. Also, how is it half a star with the way it's shot and the music? And then wrote, except Sing 2. And then wrote, the music is ass. And then Pat wrote, recommending you Sing 2. Hello, on when I wrote, the music is ass. Me, that ain't music, dog. That's white noise. Pat, you watched the wrong movie. Me, I may have, because it's happened before. <laughs> Pat, the soundtrack is a music night call. Me, and then I did the real human being. Because <laughs> that's a song in the movie. Pat, you're watching Minions next. Me, you forget, Pat. My recommendation is next. Then Pat wrote Banana twice. Then I wrote, you're getting Minions. Pat wrote, I'm already seeing, I've already seen Minions. I wrote, watch it again, bitch. He wrote, no. And I wrote, cinema. I'm going to make you watch Sorry to Bother You. This is an inside joke. <laughs> Parrot, I actually want to watch that though. Pretty sure it's on my watch list. But then we talked about his actual watch list for a bit. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna skip that. <laughs> then he wrote, "You have a week warning. I'm recommending you Minions." I wrote, "You have a day warning. Here's a hint. It's about a red bird and he's really angry." Part two. <laughs> he wrote, "Bet." Gonna talk about how it's bad because it's a character study and not an action movie, and how Night Call isn't a banger. Me, character studies are boring. The power of the dog. <laughs> I was gonna name more, but then Pat wrote, go watch Minions. <laughs> I've seen it. Wrote, watch it again, or oh, fuck no, you know what you're watching. Rise of Skywalker. And then we then we kind of just name really bad movies. Then at the end, I was like, go watch Dear Evan Hansen. <laughs> and then you, you said banana emojis, and I wrote banana in all caps. Yeah, and, and, then, and then I wrote, and I wrote good night. 30 year old teenager and then he wrote goodnight minion boy <laughs> this conversation was at like 
Fucking 2 a.m. Yeah, 2 2 a.m. Pat was drunk. <laughs> yeah, I, I had like just got home from like drinking. About to get up in a couple hours to go to work. <laughs> it was a mess. This is this is the funniest interaction Pat and I have ever had ever. Like, it's... <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was good. Now, what do you recommend, baby minion boy? We gotta end this thing. <laughs> Here we go. All right. So, Pat, hello. I need to recommend hello. you something. I'm not watching Angry Birds too. It's not a bad movie. Okay. It's a banger. So this one's a weird recommendation because I know you've already seen this movie and I know your story with this movie. I want you to watch it again by yourself this time. I think you might know what movie I'm talking about now. Oh, okay. I do. I know that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> watch it by yourself this time. This is a, this is a gray area because it is technically a movie I've seen, yes, and we're not supposed to recommend movies we've seen. But it's a movie I've never finished myself, so I, I technically have not fin like seen the whole thing. And I'm recommending you this so that you can watch the sequel. So this is a pseudo-recommending two movies, because I'm recommending you right now the first Blade Runner, the original Blade Runner. After you watch that, on your own time, this doesn't have to be for the podcast, but on your own time, you can then watch Blade Runner 2049, which is literal cinema. Can we, can we cover Blade Runner 2049? Yeah, yeah, you know what? Yeah, this is a pre this is a prerequisite to our cover on Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I really want to watch twenty forty nine. Like I've I've been I'm so excited to watch that movie, and I'll, I'll talk about why I haven't seen it when we do backlog next. Because yeah. like Lib said, there there is a story there. So the, the it is a weird gray area. Like when we recommended each other, uh, when we recommended ourselves Whiplash, because we both hadn't seen it, and we might do more of that because we're actually running out of movies. <laughs> like, on my end, I'm running out of movies. Yeah, I'm gonna fix up my watch list, like, soon. Yeah, because your watch list is actually not up to date at all. But yeah, go ahead and finally sit down and watch Blade Runner, and then you could watch the absolute fucking cinema that also has Ryan Gosling called Blade Runner 2049. <laughs> and you're gonna rate it one uh, half a star. <laughs> I, I have to enjoy 2049. I've been I'm banking too much on it. <laughs> it's it's the same director as Dune. You can't you can't not love it. And with that, that's going to end our surprisingly extremely long episode. Sonic good, go watch it. Sonic Good, go watch it. And you know what else you should watch slash listen to? Our next episode. Because our next episode is going to be about everything, everywhere, all at once. Alright? We teased this in the last episode, our Oscars episode, as we talked about it. This is uh, uh, still topping the charts. Uh, I'm actually starting to see ads for it on YouTube. Probably because I bought tickets for it and Google knows where I live. This is, if you didn't know... Considered already to be the best film of 2022 already. Like, that, that's pretty much solidified. I don't think a better movie is going to come out. And a lot of people are saying this is the best movie ever made. Like, period. Is it going to be Parasite for me? I don't know. Find out next episode. Because that's going to be... That's I'm so excited to watch this. Two days. The time of recording. Yep. Next week is so busy. <laughs> Uh, dude, like my weekend has been super busy. Yeah, <laughs> and my week, my first half of the week is gonna continue to be super busy. But you know what? You can look forward to at the second half of that week, the next episode of the podcast. Hell yeah! Uh, thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen. If you like this episode, make sure to check out our other ones, which you can find at the link tree, linktr.ee/slash fresh off the reel. And there you will also find a 
form that you can fill out to send us a recommendation for a film or a TV show. Uh, we'll watch it, and we might even make an episode about it. You can also find all the socials there, uh, the Instagram, the Twitter, and of course our Letterbox accounts where you could get podcast spoilers and you could see my very genuinely hateful review of Drive. <laughs> I am sorry. I am sorry. I wanted to like it. I swear. It's fine. <laughs> With that, we will see all of you in a theater near you. Bye bye. <laughs>